With daily news of doom and gloom, it's easy to get frustrated in the submission. But this isn't the first time tyranny has threatened America. And despite what things look like through the lens of big media and big tech, freedom-loving Americans are winning battles across the land. My guests today have been at the center of many successful pro-liberty campaigns, and they'll be talking about stories and lessons from the battlefield. I'm Paul Dragu, and this is Freedom is the Cure. Robert Owens is the John Birch Society Midwest Regional Director, and Evan Mulch is the Southeast Regional Director. Both have been involved in multiple grassroots campaigns, and uh, we're going to be discussing that. Gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me. Paul, thanks for having us on. Thanks for having us. So, um, Robert, I'll start with you, and I'll, I want to ask you, how are Americans feeling about what's going on uh, in this country today. Well, you know, after all the uh, the wonderful news from Biden's latest State of the Union, everybody's just thrilled. They're happy. There's just, you know, not a care in the world for, for oh, no, 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 not, we're not in bizarre Oh, you were world. joking. Yeah, right. So, so yeah, the, the reality is that uh, the fear, the angst, the, uh, the absolute doom and gloom concern that you referenced in, in the opening uh, is present. And it's so... Uh, palpable out there that is causing this paralysis of analysis where people are so terrified there's a maelstrom of information coming out them and, and and as a result they're hunkering down and doing nothing and perhaps it's part of this sort of covid coma where people just aren't getting out of the house and getting active um, and uh, it, it's a real concern. I mean, we're having to get people activated. We're having to really sort of take uh, the, the Liberty-style defibrillator paddles and go chunk, <laughs> get them back into the fight. What about on your, on your end? You cover somewhat of a... Yeah, I, I cover the whole East Coast all the mm -hmm. way from Maine. Everything, everything that touches water from Maine to Louisiana, and including Vermont, which doesn't touch water. But it, there's... Um, the same type of things are going on in my territory, and I, I find more and more people looking for silver bullet solutions, easy fixes to the problem. You know, there's, there's a lot of rookies that are just there for the first time coming out of, you know, to play the, 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 the game of, of, of educating Americans on what mm. the truth is and what what's, what's, uh, we're really up against. And, you know, it takes them a while to understand enough to where they start teaching people that with the John Birch Society education. So um, the job has always required a lot of patience, but, but now there's just a lot more people to work with than ever for a regional director and for field coordinators. And so uh, we just have to continue to give people the tools they need and to help them understand that we don't have much time mm -hmm. uh, to fix the problems because we're, at, um, we're in the fourth quarter. Yeah. You know, if we're playing a football game right now, we're really in the fourth quarter. So it's it's do or die. You know, we either save our constitutional republic, or we just let it become what the globalists want it to become. And so I'm I'm going to be standing for the truth that we've been delivering since 1958 until right. the end. And and but my goal is to win. And I don't look for silver bullet solutions. I realize that this is a hard-fought battle, and we have to be in the trenches, and we have to have all the educational tools we need to defeat all the tentacles of the deep state. Okay, so you mentioned the fourth quarter. Um, 
I think there's a lot of people like we we talk about they're frustrated, doom and gloom. This is the third time we mentioned that. I want to clarify because I believe there is a, a significant portion of people who may believe that we're past the point of no return. Have you guys heard that? It's like, well, what's the point? It's like, I want you guys to clarify. Are we past the point of no return or are we just in the fourth quarter, which means you could still win the game? Yeah, so with uh, with COVID, with so many uh, other issues, it, it, it's easy to get very down and uh, be mired uh, in that. Uh, are there some that are do that? Yeah, I mean, there's always uh, people that think the sky is falling, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's not new. That's been uh, ever present from the case. I mean, I, how many you know theology books about uh, hey, the end times are next year. Well, now it's next year after that. Well, right. you know what? They're still paying their mortgage payment, still getting car insurance. <laughs> well, you know. They must not really (laughs) believe that that's the case if they're still making the mortgage payment, right? So um, all of that is uh, an out because they're lazy bums that won't get off the couch and do something about it, right? Or they're information junkies that all Mm. they want to do is be blowhards and and pass on 400 emails a day and do nothing. Um, And to these people, I say, please do not join the John Birch Society. We don't need you. We don't want you. We're for people that mean business. We're there to get get active, get results, and get after it and restore uh, our nation to the heritage of liberty that made us great. And and the complainers and the do-nothingers, they can just sit at home and complain and do mm-hmm. nothing. We don't need them. So there, there is a disconnect, Evan, between the, the amount of concern you see and perhaps the actual willingness to get active. It seems like that's, that's what's being portrayed yeah, it, here. The excuses, I've been doing this for about eight years now, and so the excuses have always been there. Religi- religious neutralism, you know, we, you know we, we just need to start building cabins in the woods and, and plant our gardens, you know, these... <laughs> And we hate to break into these folks, but hey, they're going to find you in the woods. <laughs> they're going to destroy your gardens, maybe destroy you in the process. So <laughs> that's a, that's really and they really don't like us for saying stuff like that. But this is just the reality with with technology today. Truth. We, we we have to be the better ones at utilizing technology, and we, and we 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 win battles because truth is on our side. But there's nowhere to run. Let's go back to that. Yeah, I think there's, there's like you guys the. Guns and groceries crowd, we call them, right? You obviously you run quite a bit into them. Is that what they say? They're like, well, yeah. I'm just going to bow out, and go up to Alaska, or maybe the woods in Appalachia, and have my little cabin and grow carrots. There's no safe place to hide anymore. And if, if you live in a bunker for 25 years and come out of it, you know what's what's left once you come out of the bunker. You know, so it's 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 all about saving the country right now and and restoring it. And we can do it better than it's ever been done before. And that's what I tell people. I, I I love what the founders did. They did not make the country perfect, though. We, you know, over 200 years later, we know of, of better strategies to improve the way of life for every person that lives on this earth. And hopefully there comes a time soon where we end the United Nations, we get out of it, and instead of spreading democracies, we start spreading constitutional republics all over the world. But we got to fix our own house first, and we have to prove to people that we have the moral character, we have the uh, right belief system to where we can actually keep our own constitutional republics. I'm, I'm from South Carolina, I'm, I'm originally from Kansas, but I live in South Carolina now. But I tell people all the time, South Carolina is a constitutional republic. We have a responsibility. 
and, and, and the United States is basically a federation of constitutional republics and, and it's, it's its own constitutional republic as well. So we, we are so decentralized in the United States of America, which is why the globalists fear mm -hmm. um, what we can do. That's why they, 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 they're on the case of veterans that come home from war, you know, and they're, they're on all these patriots that are just, they're wanting to know the truth. Like, you know, a lot of people get sent to war and they come back and they go, that wasn't what I thought it was going to be. You know, I feel like I was used. I feel like I was used by the deep state to get their work accomplished. And then if they learn from people like us, they go, wait a second here. Um, we can fix this problem so future people don't go have, have to go to unnecessary, unconstitutional wars. And so um, families can be raised better. A lot, of, a lot of kids, they never get to see their dad because their, their dads go off to war. Right. And they never come back. Um, or the parents get divorced while their dad is overseas. And now we're sending women oftentimes overseas too. And so there's all these things we can fix if we follow the, the Americanist beliefs that were originally set forward and we can make them better than you know, they, they ever were. So maybe what folks need is, is some inspiration. When I started this out, you know, we, I mentioned big tech and, and, and big media. And obviously if, you, if that's your lens, things do look pretty gloomy. You guys, that's not the story we're getting off the ground. Can you guys each share one or two, how many ever stories you feel, um, of, of a recent victory on the ground to show that we are winning, we can win, and the game is certainly not over? Yeah, so, um, you know, great uh, victory that we just had in Ohio. I mean, literally just had uh, in Ohio. Uh, uh, as folks that have been paying attention to the COVID stuff know, uh, Ohio has an absolute bum for a governor named Mike DeWine. Uh, and uh, Mike DeWine uh, has an R by his name, uh, but, uh, it, it, you know, the R, I think, just stands for rascal. <laughs> I don't know how you really feel about this governor. It's, it's kind of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell us, really. Yeah, so uh, he's on the wrong side of virtually every issue of any significance uh, to to Ohio citizens uh, on this thing, uh, and in a total deep state puppet. Now, um, has been a a you know staunch. Um, you know, roadblock to good legislation regarding Second Amendment rights for a long time. And so this has been a, a battle. You know, in the Second Amendment community, one of the things that we find in red states is that it's it's not a Democrat problem to get better Second Amendment laws. It's a Republican problem to get better Second Amendment position. So we've been working on constitutional carry in Ohio a long, mm. long, long time. And the, uh, the governor has been doing everything he could to block it. So constitutional some. carry is the position that in order to have a, a concealed weapon, um, you don't need to go grovel buff before some government entity to say, pretty please, may I have right. a license to carry a firearm? No, it's your God-given right to have a firearm. You're, you're an adult. If you're, you're not a felon, you're not a criminal, you're not uh, just out of the, the, you know, the, the, the mental ward, um, well, yeah, you have an absolute right, right to a firearm and you don't need to have a license to do that. So uh, a number of states will have uh, what's called constitutional carry, which simply says, hey, if you're an adult, you're not under disability. And by disability, I don't mean like, you know, 
no arms, no legs. Yeah. I'm talking about legal disability. If you're not under a legal disability to own a firearm, well, you can carry it concealed without a license. Right. If you want to get a license for reciprocity for other states, fine, but it's not right. required. So uh, in this particular case, uh, because we've had so much work that has been done to beat Mike DeWine up over the COVID stuff, um, his name is Mud in Ohio. And as we go into the primary season, he's now facing a strong primary challenger. And this was our opportunity to strike. So we got constitutional carry passed through the House and Senate. And where it certainly would have been vetoed by DeWine, now he's stuck. Because if he vetoes this bill in the beginning of a hugely debated primary season, he's going to be labeled the anti-Second Amendment guy. And he's got no hope of winning re-election. So right before the primary, we've shoved this bill in his face. And a few days ago, the rascal signed it. We got nah. constitutional carry in Ohio. And we did it by using advanced strategy to put him in a bind and give him no choice but to bend over and, and, and sign the bill. And we got the Bircher Army on that, behind that too, huh? Absolutely, absolutely, the whole time. What about you, Evan? Oh, we, we have a field coordinator on the east side in New Jersey named Kip Webster, and he says, we, we, don't, we don't get the ulcers, we deliver the ulcers. <laughs> yeah. And so a lot of times we're delivering truth at every moment we can, and we, these people who are professional liars, who call themselves politicians, you know, a lot of times they're in situations where we call them out, you know, and we, we, we put them on notice that we're very well educated and we're, we're going to take back our governments, local, state, federal governments. So I, I would say our biggest win, and, and this would go all over the place, but you know, in, in, in South Carolina, we've been doing the con-con battle, the Convention of States versus those of us who know it's not a Convention of States, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's an Article 5 Constitution Convention. And so th what I see is a lot of state legislators, they are getting ulcers, maybe not literally, <laughs> but they know they're kind of lie. We don't wish physical harm to anyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Caveat. Well, right, if, if you're a politician and you want to drop out and give the open position to a statesman, I'm all for that. <laughs> but but we, we have people educated all over that are going through the Constitution and Solution Workshop. We have them taking place at churches. I had a church a few months ago. Uh, over 100 people, or right at 100 people, were at that Constitution Solution Workshop. Uh, the next day, a couple of the ladies there went to go meet with their sheriff. They're so fired up to, uh, to, to teach the sheriff what his constitutional you know, duties are. And he told them on, on one specific um, thing they were talking about is, I did not know this. I am a sheriff of the county, and you are teaching me. Mm -hmm. And so um, what I see is, is that... It's encouraging and sad. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we, we got to remember yeah. these politicians are like children's toys at Christmas. Some assembly is required, most notably a backbone, and it's the U.S. citizen that assembles that. Yeah, and a lot of people who are sheriffs, they have really good hearts. I mean, they really mm -hmm. want to do the right job. They take that oath to office, yeah. and they think... Okay, I, I hope I know the Constitution, <laughs> and nobody's ever taught them to it. You know, it, yeah. it, nobody's ever taught them. So, so it's a relic. Yeah, I think that's that's that may is that the feel you get when you talk to people like Constitution? Oh yeah, I know. Well, I, I mean, consider this, Paul. I went through three years of law school. You know how many times we were assigned to read the actual Constitution? How many? Zero. 
We read cases about the Constitution, not the Constitution itself. It's crazy. Silly. It's law school. We don't do Constitution in law school. Anyway, sorry, Evan. We keep cutting Evan off. Yeah, and I didn't get into law school, so I was actually better off than Robert. Yeah, you were. (laughs) You were spared that pain. So tell us. All right, so we were talking about, you know, effective activism and working. Yeah, so we we, we come into arguments, you know, regarding the Supremacy Clause in Article 6. And, you know, if if you win that battle with a legislator or, or we know... um, for instance, I had a lady who's a convention of states promoter, and she's she's trying to corner me on Facebook, where I, you know, hopefully she she can win the battle against me in the argument, and and she tells me we stand for nullification, and I know that's a flat out lie. That the convention of states movement does not support nullification. You know, Mark Levin's completely against it, and he's like the um, like the godfather of the convention of states movement. He's and against nullification. Nullification. Right? There's a lot of people being paid to support. Uh, you know, Rush Limbaugh was offered, I think, $2.25 million yeah, you to support. Yeah, you played a clip. How do, mm-hmm. how do we know that, by the way? Uh, uh, Mark Meckler said it himself. So unless Mark Meckler lied about it, mm-hmm. it's it's true. But well, Mark Meckler is a lawyer, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> we apologize to the lawyers that are watching this. We do have good lawyers in the John Birch Society. I will say we do have good lawyers. That are members of the well, John Birch Society. Well, hopefully we don't need them after so. this episode. <laughs> <laughs> They're not signing up like the doctors are, though, now. I'll tell you that. We, we've got a lot of medical doctors signing up. Boy, do we ever, yeah. too. Like, huge numbers of medical doctors. What's behind that? They, their, their profession has been savagely ravaged. And they're waking up to realize that all my colleagues, you know, are mostly, you know, scaredy cats that are running away from duty and ethics at an alarming rate, and it's shocking to them. And so those that that have a conscience, those that have, you know, a brain that's still functioning, uh, are realizing that something is really wrong. And as they're looking around and they're hearing our message, they're like, whoa, that's, they're right. And then they dig into it deeper and they find out we've been right every single time along the way for the last 60 plus years. And there's a level of credibility that comes with that that's undeniable. You had, yeah, the, the, we have field coordinators and, and regional directors that are there at the right time, at the right place. There's, there's been a lot of rallies. There's been a lot of press conferences. And as, as long as we get people there handing out our stuff, we're the first people that they see sometimes mm-hmm. that are doing the right thing of of, of the true education that needs mm-hmm. to be taking place because um, I can't be the expert on, you know, case law. I can't be the expert on, you know, how to perform surgery on somebody. I can't, you can't be the expert at everything. Yeah. But there there has to be this foundational understanding amongst Every common American, I'll say medical doctors are common just like us. They're, they're learning the Constitution a lot of times from us. Although, although they may be able to perform, you know, incredible um, heart surgeries or knee surgeries, a lot of, these, a lot of them have just um, totally missed um, the, the uh, I shouldn't say they missed the opportunity, or ne- they never had the opportunity to learn what we've been teaching all these years, but when they see it, right. it's like it's like anything else. If the, if they're if they're um, honorable people that want to tell the truth to others, they start using our stuff, and so that's that's been. I, I think that's been the beauty of the last two years is that we've 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 increased the level of professionalism amongst our members. Mm-hmm. You know, for a little while there, we had um, 
a lot of retirees, a lot of people that um, just weren't currently professionals in the in their fields, and that's that's what's changed the last two years. Is people people for a while said, well, I'll hang out of this mess and just wait till it's the right time. Yeah. And the last two years, this has been the right time for them to jump in and say, I don't care about losing my job. I don't I don't care about my community knowing which side I stand on anymore. I'm going to stand for what's right because mm -hmm. we don't have we don't have much time and. And you know, if, if they're a believer in God, they they realize that this is their their opportunity to to um, do what's right. Yeah. And if they plan to be judged in the future, you know, they want to be told on Judgment Day that they've done the right thing. You know, you had mentioned the con con, and we're talking about victories. I want to just quickly touch on the fact that you know the con con. That's something that we have been battling across the country. We mention it in multiple episodes. And correct me if I'm wrong, but that's that's a place where we have had victory, especially considering how outgunned and resources we are. We show up to these state legislatures. You know, we stopped it in South Dakota recently. It was killed in Wyoming. And we know it's an ongoing battle. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Evan, but it's stalled in South Carolina right now. It's right? stalled and the governor may veto it. And so um, we, we've got a lot of people working on this. Yeah. and. We're not a one-issue organization. The, the, the Article 5 Convention issue is just one of the many projects we have. And so I can't devote all my resources like the Convention of States promoters do mm -hmm. to just working on one issue. Right. We're, we're trying to fix. A lady from the Convention of States group, she asked me, well, why can't you be at all our events and, and do everything we're doing? I'm like, I don't have time to be exposing the Convention of States all the time. You're mm -hmm. just one tentacle. Yeah. of the deep state. I have to expose the nationalization of our police. I have to expose what's going on in our government schools. I have to expose Agenda 2030 and what it's doing to our property rights across the United States. And so I, I don't get the benefit right. of working on one single issue. Yeah. But I also like that because I'm never bored. I really am never. Sometimes I'm, I'm, annoyed, I'm annoyed sometimes, but I'm never <laughs> bored. Yeah, I was about to say, there is no sleep in the field. <laughs> well, let's talk strategy. Um, how, how do we win? How do patriots win? You know, we have books on strategies and whatnot. Yeah. We're, we're revamping one now. Yeah. Uh, let's go into some strategy. How, how are we win? So, you know, a fantastic way uh, to really get after it is to, uh, to go to meetings where there's a lot of talk, and then at the end you just go home and do nothing. Or post something on Facebook. Yeah, right? or post something on a cat meme, mm -hmm. for example, you mm -hmm. know, would be good. Yeah, so, uh, well, no, that, that's the great way to lose. So eat, meet, and retreat is no plant path for victory, uh, and people need to realize that. So, so the first strategy is realizing that going to, um, you know, marches and demonstrations, uh, passing around stuff on Facebook, going to eat, meet, and retreat meetings. All of these things are going to do you no good whatsoever. Uh, uh, it may feel good, but it's going to have zero benefit to our country and to our children. So the thing that we have to understand is, first of all, it's going to require getting out and being active, right? We're not here to sell, you know, rainbows and kittens here. This is hard work. There's no silver bullet solutions. Mm. There's no get rich quick schemes that are going to make a difference here. This is hard work. So we've got wonderful tools to do that. First of all, you got to build a team. Right. If you don't have a team, you're at a loss. So we build a team. How do we do that? We do that by getting out and recruiting. We have something called the uh, uh, 
10-6-100 or 6-10-100 program that uh, is a major function of how we get people out and into the field. We've got tools like Congressional Scorecard that get people out and into the field. Um, and, and, and these are the kinds of things that get going. And, and, and even just in a community, using tools like Constitution is the solution to get people up and engaged, mm-hmm. get a team built, and then start getting out into the field. But what people need to understand is that if you're not engaged at the electorate level, mm-hmm. educating people about what's going on in politics, you're not addressing the right issue. Mr. Welch, our founder, used to say there'll be no accountability at any level of politics until there's accountability at the electorate level. And that's our job, is to create that educational background so that we can have accountability at the electorate level. Yeah, one thing I do with my members in my territory is I host an accomplishments call every Friday at 9.30 in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. And, and what that does is I, I think it's good to give people high fives at the end of the week because it's a good, not, not literally high fives, but that's what we do during our accomplishments call mm-hmm. is we have people that virtual jump on. Fives. Yeah, virtual high fives, you know. Or we, or, you know, we could do the wave. One person does it at a time yeah. during a Zoom call. No, I'm joking. Um, but we, we have uh, a lot of people that are in territories where they accomplish a lot and their voices, you know, it never gets around to where they're applauded for their work. And so by doing a conference call, I'd recommend, recommend this for chapter leaders, for section leaders, mm-hmm. uh, for anybody who's wanting to keep the momentum going, is to have a frequent conference call to where you talk about accomplishments Mm -hmm. and and so many times during those accomplishments calls i'm taking notes and you know i'm i'm next thing i'm doing i'm emailing headquarters like hey look at what happened here that that's the difference between us and other organizations if if we're dealing with an organization that just has a headquarters and nobody on the ground they don't have a pulse on Mm -hmm. what's going on the ground that's our job in the field is to say hey headquarters this is what's working you need to you need to relay this or if it's not working Headquarters, you got to be aware there's people trying to do this. We don't need to be doing this. It's not working at all. And, and so there's, so we, we are, uh, I, I teach, you know, people, this is political science. You know, there is a science to this. Mm-hmm. And every year something ha- happens that's different. Like, you know, the COVID tyranny. Five years ago, I'd have told you no way. I was predicting the federal, I was predicting inflation, yeah. high inflation, but I was not predicting the COVID tyranny. Yeah. But, but we are running into, and, and, the, and the globalists, they're going to keep bringing on new things. Mm-hmm. But, um, to exert that control. Yeah. Push those walls in on us. But the more people, what I try to do is I try to unplug people from the Fox News listening, mm-hmm. from the conservative talk radio. I, I make them aware if, if your conservative talk radio host is connected with Intercom, that's, that's connected to the deep state. Um, you can see on the, you know, Connect Intercom, CBS, you know, they're, they're together. They're connected with the CFR, the Council on Foreign Relations. Fox News still owned by somebody who's a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. It's also owned by Disney. Yeah. Uh, if anybody watching this has heard about that new film, um, the, the, the Red Panda, that, that, that new Disney film, it's PG, by the way, it sexualizes kids. And it's it's horrible, yeah. and and um, it's teaching it's it's talking about I don't even want to discuss it in this, but it's kids that are in kindergarten are watching this film, and so if you if you're not against Disney at this point for what they're to what they're doing to kids right now politically, yeah. 
you don't, you don't, something's wrong with you because it is, they, they are pushing their agenda. And as Robert Welch told us a long time ago, the, you know, most of you know it's the founder of the John Birch Society, I'm sure that are watching, but they, 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 they're going to run, the conspirators are going to run naked to the finish line at the very end. Are we there? Are I think we're to? there. Yeah. I, Disney is, 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 has a PG film that's sexualizing kids and it's completely in the open. Sometimes you can watch that's their films. That's for that? I was thinking more of the part where they said you cannot leave your house and we're gonna come knock <laughs> well, on your you know, door that been. and give you a jab. I was yeah. thinking that's more the, the <laughs> running naked, but okay, I'll well, take Disney. <laughs> well, the, the, the key for them winning is the kids. Yeah. You know, we can say all that we want about the Constitution uh-huh. and God-given rights. They get them early. If 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 they take our kids from us and 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 our kids leave the foundation that we're trying to create as members of the Birch Society, we're, we'll lose it. And we recognize the future. Yeah, we well, recognize that. Obviously, that's why we have a Save Our Children from Public Schools campaign. And I'm sure, sure you guys run into this is a huge part of, of the campaigns on the ground, right? Concerned parents, well, mama I mean, bears. You we, said we've got a population that can't figure out that Evan's pronouns are he and him. So <laughs> I mean, we got some fundamental problems going on. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's, let's, let's get into something really quick as we start to wind down. When you and I had talked yesterday off camera, one of the things that we also talked about was that this is fun, and clearly we're having a little bit of fun. But you know, it's like. It seems doom and gloom, and we started out, my opening was doom and gloom, but this is fun, you say. It's like getting active, uh, seeing, I, I take it, seeing the results of our of, of, of Patriots' involvement. There's fun in that, right? Can you yeah. go into that a little bit? Yeah, so, you know, I'll give you uh, uh, one example. We had gotten uh, word that uh, uh, Mark Meckler was uh, throwing this huge event up in, in Lansing in support of the uh, the Article 5 uh, presentation. And so... Lansing where now? Just Lansing, Michigan. Okay. Yeah, Lansing, Michigan, the uh, the capital of, of Michigan, uh, to support the Article 5 effort there. And uh, four other birchers uh, from, uh, from around uh, Michigan and myself... Uh, you know, got together at the uh, Lansing Capitol and went through a little bit of briefing on the issues. And then these uh, four went uh, around to every legislative uh, office uh, at the at the state house. Uh, met with members, uh, key members of the house, including uh, the folks on the committee that the Article Five bill uh, was put together. Gave them information from Supreme Court. Uh, justices and law professors from around the country, all of whom have said this is a terrible idea to do this Article 5 convention. Um, And as a result, we got hard commits from key members on the committee that this idea, Mark Meckler's Convention of States, was dead, that this was not going to go any further. So at the end of the day, um, Mr. Meckler and his group is setting up for this huge rally. What they don't realize is that while they were outside setting up chairs for the rally, we were inside destroying and (laughs) gutting their whole operation. So they were DOA before they even got Would you say sorry to Mark real quick while you're on camera? Yeah, sorry about that, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) You know, whatever crazy amount of money he spent, man, it was dead before they got the chairs unfolded. (laughs) 
That's <laughs> right? great. Yeah. So the four of yeah. us are sitting there, and I'm like, here it is. This is the political equivalent of SEAL Team 6 uh-huh. uh, of, of operatives. And, and that's what we're about at the John Birch Society. We are the, the intelligence agency for the leadership movement. We are the training academy for uh, patriots to engage in political warfare to take back our country. And our members, when they're formed up in chapters, they are the SEAL Team 6 of the patriotic movement. Wow. And it's amazing. Four guys, one day crushed it out and destroyed Meckler's whole Michigan plan. That's a great example of a victory, by the way. Well, we did the same thing to Jim DeMint at one of his events shortly after he started supporting the Convention of States project. He showed up to an event, and he's we're, we're holding out his, his, uh, his Freedom Index score, which I think is about 64%, his overall Freedom Index score from when he was in Congress. And, and we're handing him out to everybody, and, and him, Jim DeMint and his wife are walking up to the event. And I was like, I'm not going to hand it to Jim and his wife. And one of our members goes to Jim's <laughs> wife. <laughs> and he hands her her husband's Freedom Index score, which is 64%. Is it orange it, or, or pink? Well, we didn't do colors uh, at the time. We need to, we're doing colors now. But okay. it, it would be a big fat, it would be red. You know, it would be complete red. <laughs> but we were exposing, I mean, he voted for gun control. He voted for selling us out to China. He voted for NAFTA. And now yeah. he's supporting Convention of States Project. Yeah. And everybody that showed up at the event had um, this, the uh, Freedom Index uh, historical, historical record. Uh-huh. And, and we should be doing this. Everybody who's watching this that's a member, you know, go to the Freedom Index on the newamerican.com and download your congressman's scorecard. We'll include a link to that. We got to expose these people. We got to deliver the ulcers, not take the ulcers. And I, I think Kip Webster, he, you know, he's the field coordinator that told me that. I'm, I'm just going to continue to use that. Yeah. Is that that's what we got to do? Because we have the ammunition with the truth, right. the Freedom Indexes, the congressional scorecards. The New American Magazine. Um, Constitution is a Solution yeah. series, which we yeah. offer online. You can watch it yeah. for and, free. And, and, and here's the key thing. If people are tired of getting their butts kicked politically, time to play offense. And if you want to play offense, join the John Birch Society. All right. I was going to say, give me a, a last pitch. That kind of sounds like it. Did you well, want to add a little is. bit on that? Okay. There, there it is. That's my pitch. Join the John Birch Society. If Stop. you – Stop if you have watched this whole yeah. entire episode, <laughs> if you've not joined, yeah. <laughs> you're obviously you obviously need to go to jbs.org right now and click the join button if you've not joined because it's now or never. Which is under Act Now, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's under Act Now on the John Birch Society website. Join us. You'll get a call from one of us or your field coordinator or our other regional director, Leah Southwell, and we will help you to get involved. And it is it is a blast. I mean, I always tell people when they join the John Birch Society. Be careful because you're going to live to be an old age because readers are leaders and those that keep their mind busy and they continue to learn and they outsmart the deep state. They just live longer. They live happier lives. And so just, um, you know, consider those those words of wisdom. There you yeah. go. Yeah, wow. if, you're not, if you're not having fun birching, you're not doing it right. <laughs> well, there you go, folks. Thank Guys, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Uh, I'm going to – there's not a whole lot – more I can say. So we'll finish it with that. Uh, you heard it there, folks. Activism works, and apparently it's fun. Uh, so we recommend you join the John Birch Society. We have 63 years of experience in the trenches, and uh, we're ready to plug you in. Well, we provided a help, uh, a link to help. It says connect with a JBS coordinator, like they said. Uh, you know, you, you could reach out to them. They'll be happy to answer your questions and get you involved. And always remember, whatever ails society, freedom is the cure.